This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. If you are uh, headed out to Black Friday shop, man, I'm curious. I'm curious what you're looking for. Curious what gets you out this uh, this early in the morning. Is it a, you know, is it a new TV? Is it some kind of... I don't know what is it. What 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 do you what do you what are you on the hunt for today? Uh, we will have uh, some high school football playoff games uh, today in in and about the area. Nothing in town mm-hmm. and nothing on our air, but uh, the Wall Hawks take on the Idaloo Wildcats uh, this afternoon at one at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. The Wall Hawks. Hawks. Okay. Uh, today in Floydata. At Tyre Stadium, T-Y-E-R, Tyre, the New Home Leopards and the Clarendon Broncos will play at 2 o'clock. And then the New Deal Lions take on the Cisco Lobos at Wolf Stadium in Colorado City at 2 o'clock. I would... Well, good luck to all of our area teams. Isn't that kind of interesting? You've got Lions, Lobos at Wolf Stadium. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of interesting. <laughs> Maybe I thought it was a little more interesting than what it is. Um, well, don't that, you think a lot of times during the regular season, there's a, a situation where, like, the Wolves play at Wolf Stadium? Yeah. Since it's their home stadium. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's probably a lot of that. Probably so. In the regular I season. Just, I was just thinking of, like, Lobos and Lions and Wolf. Stadium, mm-hmm. all that, all that together. It would have been cooler if it was the Lobos and like the Coyotes, or Coyotes, oh, okay. at Wolf Stadium, because then so. you'd have had like three different versions of the same, similar, very similar animals, mm-hmm. right? That would yeah. have been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Um, one, uh, one other kind of conversation starter for uh, tomorrow's. Uh, or, you know, tomorrow's game or, or just, you know, even, even today for the, you know, the leftovers, if you're going over to Aunt Sally's, um, the New York football giants scored their first offensive touchdown on Thanksgiving day since 1938. Okay. Okay. How many games have they played? Um, uh, Thanksgiving day, more than a handful, uh, have that for you here. The, they, so they've played. They've played six games, and not scored one single offensive touchdown. Yeah, the their last offensive touchdown was November twenty fourth, nineteen thirty eight. Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers playing to a seven seven tie in front of seventeen thousand four hundred at Ebbets Field. Okay, the uh, Giants. Tied the game in the fourth quarter on a 12-yard pass from Ed Danawiski oh. to Dale Burnett. I always like a good can of Danawiski. <laughs> right. Right. So, how about that? Okay. Any chance 
you know how many times they've played yes, since. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, I do. I do. Uh, I was, I was getting, I was getting to that. Because that's crazy. If they went six, they played six games they, on Thanksgiving Day and never scored a touchdown. And that stretch, yeah, scored an offensive touchdown. Yeah, you said more than a handful. So more it's than got to be at least six. They they had played they played eleven times prior to nineteen thirty nine. Okay, so let's see here. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't have the. I don't have the. They got I the thought Jeopardy. I had the listing here, but I don't. Jeopardy music. This was their second time to play. Uh, play in the second Thanksgiving game. We'll play their sixteenth game. They're seven, five, and three on Thanksgiving. They're on a three-game losing streak going into yesterday's game. Now it's four. Okay, so so seven, five, and three. That's mm-hmm. fifteen games. You mm-hmm. said they had played eleven prior to, to nine, the thirty-nine yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So that makes that's twelve. Mm-hmm. So we we had said they played fifteen. So yeah. they scored their last three games. Twenty seventeen, two thousand and nine, and nineteen ninety two. So three games. Three. Yeah. Three times. And then score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. Man, even that's bad. That is, is technically less than a handful. <laughs> it's right. It technically. Is. Technically less. less than a, less than a handful. Uh, not always Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> well, but I mean we've still we've got... three games is quite a bit with never scoring one <laughs> offensive touchdown. Yeah, their most recent game, which was 2017, they lost to the Washington then Redskins 20 to 10. The Giants had just 170 yards of total offense from uh, Eli Manning, but did not score an offensive touchdown in that game. They don't want to be scheduled on Thanksgiving. They, they clearly don't. They do not. Clearly, clearly don't. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go. New There's... Yorkers aren't really into thanking people. It's just really not what they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a... Yeah. Northeasterners as a whole. Mm-hmm. Don't not necessarily don't necessarily do that. Yeah. Uh, Red Raider basketball team fell to Ohio State on Wednesday, 80-73. to uh, Justice suing, he was spectacular. 33 points in 33 minutes, five assists, eight rebounds, and uh, went eight for eight from the free throw line. In fact, Ohio State went 18 for 18 from the free throw line. The Red Raiders went 12 of 13. So that's between the two teams, 30 of 31. And nice soft rims there in Maui. One missed field goal. One missed free, uh, free throw th- in yeah. the game. Yeah, right. How many times are we going to see that this year? Probably not very many. I don't know how many games, period, we would see that, mm-hmm. let alone just with the Red Raiders. How many uh, times are we going to see Tech give up 80 <sighs> and over 50% from the floor? Yeah, Hopefully not very many times. Yeah, hopefully, because I don't know that your offense is, at least at this point, capable of keeping up. Uh, Ohio State, 27 of 52, 8 of 20 from 3. They had uh, 17 second chance points, 28 in the paint. Red Raiders had 18 second chance points and 34 in the paint. I think if you'd have told me that before the game, I thought, man, okay. And Tech was 28 of 55. But five of eighteen from three, and then they uh, 
from a rebounding standpoint, it, there wasn't a whole lot to, to rebound. Both teams. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Don't want to alarm anybody, but a month from today is Christmas, which is why everybody's out shopping today, allegedly, or supposedly, or mm. supposed to be. Today is November the 25th, 2022. With this day in sports history, here's Jeff McGuire. 1940. Football team at University of Michigan retires Tom Harmon's number 98. He was a good one. He was. He really, was good, really good one. Good broadcaster, too. And his son is a pretty good actor. You could say that. Had a pretty lengthy career. Like 23 seasons, if you like. Feels <laughs> like on NCIS. And that's after was Chicago Hope. Was that the medical one he was on? Uh, no. Wasn't he on St. Elsewhere? Yeah, yeah. St. Elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1949, Ted Williams wins the AL MVP. 1952, only win ever for the NFL Dallas Texans. They beat the Chicago Bears 27-23 to at the Cotton Bowl. 1961, NBA's Bob Cousy becomes the second player to score 15,000 points. Didn't realize something about him, by the way. He was the assistant coach in Blue Chips. The movie with, um, oh, uh, crazy guy. Nick Not, Nolte? Yeah, Nick Nolte. Um, Shaq, the scene Penny. where Yeah, the scene where he's shooting free throws, he was supposed to miss. He makes like seven in a row. And even Nick Nolte makes the comment, don't you ever miss? That was completely unscripted. Who was it? It was Koozie. Koozie was the assistant oh, yeah, coach. Oh, yeah, 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 um, He was supposed to miss a free throw. Like, oh, it, okay. it wasn't planned that he was going to make, like, seven in a row. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. I, I remember Koozie being in that movie. Yep. I love that movie. 1969, Kansas City outfielder Lou Pinella is voted the AL Rookie of the Year. I wonder how many umpires he yelled at. I mean, he was known as Sweet Lou then. Well, right. he was still known as Sweet Lou later. I think it was just ironically. <laughs> right. 1976, O.J. Simpson gains 273 yards for Buffalo versus Detroit. Put this one in here specifically for Chuck Hines. 1979. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the Buccaneers winning 23-22. to mm-hmm. Not a phenomenally historical game, except the broadcasters for that game for the very first time. Pat Summerall and John Madden ah. start their 22-year career together. Good for them. Nice. You know who John Madden started with? One of his first partners, the play-by-play guy? Howard? No. Frank Gleber. Hmm. The former cowboy voice. And in 2018... The LA Chargers, uh, LA Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers sets an NFL single game record, completing 25 straight passes in a 45 to 10 win over the Cardinals. Mark Brunel and David Carr previously shared the record of 22. 
He also set an NFL record for best single game completion percentage of 96.6%. It is National Eat with a Friend Day. Mm. So for all those lunch bets that you have lost, today would be a very good day to pony up. You have any friends you're going to eat with today, Jimmy? Uh, Family. (laughs) Do they count as friends? I I mean, I I call it, they're kind of at a higher level than friends. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... And I would suggest don't don't ever eat with non-friends. No, 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 no. Don't ever eat with people you don't want to eat with. Yeah, I'd rather eat alone than with a non-friend. meal. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, former Red Raider baseball player Nathan Carnes is 31. Big leader. Christina Applegate, 51. Katie Cassidy, 36. Joey Chestnut, 39. Amy Grant, 62. Joe Gibbs, 82. Chip Kelly, 59. Donovan McNabb, 46. And Chris Carter is 57. And for all of you wanting your own personal bridge, today is a warning from 1990. After a howling wind and rainstorm on Thanksgiving Day, Washington State's historic floating Lacey V Memorial Bridge breaks apart and sinks to the bottom of Lake Washington between Mm. Seattle and its suburbs to the east. Because the bridge's disintegration happened relatively slowly, News crews were able to capture the whole thing on camera, broadcasting it to a rapid audience across East, Western Washington. One viewer quoted saying, it looked like a big old battleship that was being hit by enemy fire and was sinking to the briny deep. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. That's what the report said, and okay. that is this day in sports history. 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Will you uh, take a selfie tomorrow with the Double T scoreboard? No. 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 Okay. No. Jeff? Negative. Negative. Will you take a last picture of the double T scoreboard in the south end zone? Probably not. Probably not. Same here. Probably not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will I definitely pause and take a look at it mm-hmm. and just sit there and enjoy it for its it last being? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I need a picture of it. Okay. Uh, no masked rider tomorrow. Um, the horse has got a problem. Centennial champion uh, apparently has uh, is on the uh, IL. IL, thank you. Yeah. Can we yeah. just have the masked rider run out there? I don't know. I was just kind of wondering why couldn't the old, why couldn't the previous horse come out of retirement? But I, I'm sure there's. Didn't we have a fill in once before? Yeah, recently. I think so. Yeah. So the horse is expected to return to full health in a few weeks, which is it was Cody, wasn't it? Wouldn't that his name, Cody? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should allow the mass rider to sh- kind of show off his kind of, athleticism kind of and just pony stick jog out there and he could do the yeah. double double guns up now. Yeah. Uh, number five will be uh, in the house tomorrow. That's cool. Michael Crabtree. He will be uh, honored. Um, oh, I was all excited to think he's get to get to suit up at number five. Again. No, no. Uh, <laughs> ruin that dream there. This is a uh, on campus salute for Michael Crabtree, honoring him for his induction into the College Football Foundation Hall of Fame. So that will take place uh, between the first and second quarters. So don't go get your popcorn if you want to see that. So that's, that'll get quite a quite a rise from the crowd. I would think so, right? That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be very cool uh, to see that. We'll have uh, Lady Raider basketball on the air for you today on 100.7 The Score and 107.7 Yes FM. That's at 12.30. Tip from Vegas against Middle Tennessee at 1. They'll be in action tomorrow against Mercer. Tomorrow night at 9.30. Tips at 10. 
That also in Vegas. And then we'll have uh, Florida at Florida State. That's always a big game. That'll be tonight on 100.7 The Score at 6.30. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3 dot com with jamie lint and jeff mcguire i'm chuck hines the eighth flooring center chat line is open if you want to give us a, a score prediction just bragging rights more than anything else um you can uh, you can you can do that uh on the eighth flooring center chat line go to the double mobile app presented by happy state bank paul would like us to wake tropical jeff that would be jeff haxton to give us a hard yes or no if we're getting snow today he would know right He's probably studied the mo- studied the models, right? I'm sure he is. He has um, figured out everything that he could possibly know about <laughs> the weather coming up, weather pattern coming up. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's like the team meteorologist. Not that, like, if you're in basketball season, you're you're not necessarily needing a weather report. Only, only if it's a you know a light jacket or you know a, a vest you know, or, or a full jacket to, to go to shoot around or the game. But like for baseball, he could be, he could be designated as the team meteorologist, right? I think they have people that take care of that stuff. <laughs> they just need, hey, just, I think he stays in his lane. You call the balls and strikes, you know. Do the I think he stays in his lane. Okay. He doesn't offer up a weather report to Coach Tadlock? I think he does a better job of staying in his lane than maybe the women's basketball crew does. Oh, we are firmly in our lanes. Mm. Mm. Firmly in our lanes, unless you're hearing reports otherwise. Um, okay, so I look at Oklahoma and I look at their just their their team stats and their you know their rushing stats and their passing stats and I just I, I don't know this this is really really strange to say this and obviously they've had you know not the year that that they've are accustomed to having. You know, part of that's the coaching change and then the flood of players that went into the transfer portal, the players and the coaches and everything. I mean, basically Lincoln Riley, for the most part, gutted that Oklahoma team. They had to, not that they had to start completely over because they are Oklahoma, for God's sake. I mean, and, you know, they're, they're allowed to get transfer portal players too. And they certainly, they certainly have. But, you know, they, you don't just go shaking in your boots. Their opponents have more first downs than they do. Okay. Uh, their opponents are within a couple of hundred yards of total rushing of them. Twenty-three eighty-nine for Oklahoma, twenty-one oh five for their opponents. Their opponents actually have more passing yardage than they do. Um, the total offense is within a couple hundred yards. The um, opponents have more plays run than Oklahoma does. Um, and and then the other thing that kind of stood out to me is uh, the third down conversion. It's uh, it's even from a percentage standpoint, but opponents are 72 of 179, which speaks to more plays being run because you're on the field longer. Uh, and Oklahoma's 64 of 160, but Oklahoma's 9 of 23 on fourth down, and they've given up 13 fourth down conversions, 13 out of 24. That's 54 percent. And then uh, and then the other thing is is that in the red zone, uh, the opponents have actually more scores than Oklahoma. And more touchdown scores than Oklahoma. This is not 
Oklahoma as we've been accustomed to over the last, let's just say, going back to, you know, the Bob Stoops era. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting when you look at their schedule. I mean, you see them taking care of business at the beginning of the year in the non-conference play against teams they should have beaten, including Nebraska, who they beat 49-14. to So they're 3-0 and after that. But then they get shocked by Kansas State. We know over the years that K-State has had kind of had the number of mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And they lose that one 41-34. Still, though, Kansas State proved to be a good football team this year, so that's not the worst loss ever. Next week, however, they lose their quarterback in the game against TCU, and they, I mean, it was just eye-opening how bad they were in that game. They give up 55, and then they spiral after that, losing to the to the Longhorns. And the next the next week, 49 to nothing again without their quarterback. Well, they looked pathetic. I mean, pathetic. Get their quarterback back. The next week, they're putting up 52 against Kansas. Beat Iowa State by a couple of touchdowns. Lose a close one for Baylor. Lose and then, or excuse me, yeah, lose a close one with Baylor. Lose a close one with West Virginia. And it's just, and then look look pretty good for one quarter last week against Oklahoma. They're just not, you know, I expected at some point during the season we were going to see Oklahoma come through. We were going to see, you know, the logo turn into what it's always been. Mm-hmm. And they just... It just appears that they don't have the depth, they don't have the veteran leadership that kind of righted the ship at any point. Or maybe it's just because they're Oklahoma and they're not used to being punched in the mouth like they've been punched in the mouth this year. But it's just such an, uh, it's been a confusing year when, when you're looking at the Sooners. Yeah, and then, you know, and you look at Dylan uh, Gabriel, I mean, so far this year, he is... Um... He's 187 of 302. He's thrown five picks. Um, he has thrown for 18 touchdowns. He's thrown for almost 2,500 yards, but he's completing at about a 62% clip. So his uh, top target is uh, Marvin Mims. Um, he's caught 47 balls, four touchdowns. Longest has been 67. And then you start looking at some of their, you know, the statistical matchup between Tech and Oklahoma. They do, they do lead the Big 12 in rushing at 217 yards a game, okay? And, uh, and Tech is eighth in rushing offense. And in terms of rushing defense, uh, the Red Raiders are seventh. So that's not a good matchup, one, one versus seven. No, that's, that's the, what scares you. And that's what we were talking about earlier, about trying to turn them into one dimension. The dimension is see if they can beat you with their passing game, not their run game. Now, Texas Tech is first in passing offense at almost uh, 296 yards a game, and Oklahoma is seventh in the passing defense at 246 yards a game. So can you effectively move the ball down the field via the pass, get some runs in there too? I mean, you've run the ball ball decent. I mean, Texas averaged uh, 151 yards a ball game. Uh, the, the challenge is going to be uh, the rushing defense for uh, Oklahoma. They're 10th, so it's not like they've just lit it up either against the run. They've averaged given up 191. That's more than you. So, I mean, they, their defense hasn't been just lights out. They're 10th in time of possession. Not that that means <clears throat> a great deal. They do get to the quarterback. They lead the Big 12 in 
in quarterback sacks. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge, you know, for that offensive line. We know that. And then in turnover margin, they're plus five, and the Red Raiders are minus seven. So again, and we and we can say this about almost every game, but it when when one team's plus five and another team's minus seven, you know, obviously hanging on to the football is going to be premium. Yep, no no doubt about it, because um, it, it appears to be a decently close matchup and even matchup, and, it, and turnovers could change that dramatically. Would you be would you be surprised if this was more than a one-score game? Uh, no, I mean, because... Not necessarily? I mean, what if it's, I mean, decently close, you're within five, and there's a late touchdown scored. How about this? Would you be surprised if it's been like the last... Because your last one-score game was in 2018, in which the Red Raiders lost 51-46. to Since then, have lost 55-16, to 62-28, and 52-21. to You'd be surprised if it was one of those scores. If it was a blowout one way or the other, yes, I'd be surprised. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Okay, uh, you got a question for us. We've had many questions for you. What's your uh, What's your one question for Jeff, myself, and our fine listening audience? My question today involves Red Raider football, and I want you to be. You can be somewhat unrealistic here if okay. you want, just for fun. Mm-hmm. My question today is: If you could play any team in the bowl game, mm. who would you want it to be? Wow, if I could play any team in the bowl game, who would I want it to be? You know, I, I guess I'd, on one hand, I'd have to. Jeff, does anybody come to your mind? Because I'm, especially this year, can't happen. Texas A&M University. Mm. Yeah, because they're not bowl eligible. They're not even bowl eligible. <laughs> But it being a game where they're forced to play that one, as opposed to backing out of it in a different, having making sure the SEC has them go to a different game, yeah. Okay, let me. Uh, so we're not even going to worry about bowl tie-ins or anything like that, right? He Correct. said, "Be unreasonable." <laughs> it can be, you know, we're you just can having fun. Be unrealistic. It can be unrealistic. I'd really like to play them this year in a bowl game since they're not a bowl eligible because that means they're bad. But can always get what we want. Let me see if yeah, I, I I've always liked Purdue. Okay, I think that's kind of an oddball. The other one that kind of came out to my mind is I'd really like to play Florida State at some point in time. I think that would be fun, especially with their their Indian and the horse and you know our horse versus their horse. I think that'd be I think that'd be fun to have the the Seminole come out there and and do its do its thing. 
you could have given me a, I don't know, 150 guesses. Okay. You've never gotten Purdue. I would have never come up with Purdue from you. <laughs> okay. 150 seems a little bit outrageous since it's what, like 129 teams or whatever. I always liked Purdue. I, was just... I don't know. I probably guessed a couple of them twice before I got to Purdue. Might be what fair. In the world? I know. Purdue. Well, I was just kind of looking going, ah, Purdue. I, you know, it's just always kind of like, I always kind of like Purdue. Just, it would be different. Okay. You know, but Florida State would be my, it would be my top choice. So the horse is going to do yeah, right. So the horses can do them. Okay, we can see their Indian throw down the the stake, the flaming arrow. I A and M is still the top of my list. Um, I know they're not bowl eligible this year, and if you want somebody specifically this year, mm-hmm. um, hmm. I don't know that I would say Ohio State or Michigan uh, this year because of how good they are. Sure, uh, and you're not at that caliber this year. Um. Oregon could be kind of fun. Are they? I don't know. I know We're going to play them next year. Right. But a preview of that game in a bowl game could be interesting. There, uh, Chatter on the chat line says uh, UCF. That there, there, there'd be some interest there uh, since they're coming to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati could be interesting, but again, more because they're coming to the Big 12. I more have teams I don't want to play in a bowl game than I do that I want to play in a bowl game. Like I don't want to play Alabama in a bowl game again. Washed up guy says Miami. We all a thumping. Somebody else says Ohio State or Georgia. Paul, as you mentioned, says uh, UCF. I'm 100 percent behind Bama because if you're playing Bama in a bowl game this year, and you think Bama, those players are excited to be playing in the Texas Bowl or the whatever bowl probably no not. i mean how many times before have we seen dominant dominant football teams look horrible in a bowl game yeah many times okay how excited do you think our team and our fan base would be to play alabama well they'd be pr- pretty they'd pumped be, we would 1000 percent be the team that's more excited to be there mm-hmm. so give me bama give me notre dame give me usc okay give me those huge name programs that we know don't want to go play Texas Tech in the Cheez-Its Bowl. Okay. Because they had plans of being in the national championship playoff, mm-hmm. college football playoff, and they wouldn't be into it. We would so be the team that would be more excited to be there. Yeah. And guess what? If we lose, will it be a shock? We were supposed to lose. We were supposed to lose. You played Alabama. You played USC. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just missed out on the playoff. I mean, of course you were going to lose to them. I wouldn't mind playing USC, but I kind of feel like I've seen that game. I don't know that I want to see that again. Yeah, just the other day, right? No, it's Cotton yeah. Bowl. <laughs> 27 years ago. <laughs> Didn't say I was realistic. <laughs> we just saw that. Just saw it. <laughs> see, I made you laugh. I almost made you snort there. Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Just did not see that one come. I mean. <laughs> Tennessee would be a good matchup, according to David. May like, oh, That would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they just lost, they lost their quarterback, so yeah, let's go play them. Uh, UCLA, power to the Big 12. Chip yeah. Kelly. 
Yeah, I just I just think uh, I want to play a big name, right? I want okay. to play somebody that our fan base is excited to face off against. Because, mm-hmm. again, if you lose, well, you were expected to lose. Okay. But I think you're 100% going to be the team that's more excited to be there. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it so many times in bowl games. Sure. Sure. That, that that's the biggest factor. Right. You know? I mean, our, our team would be pumped to go against USC. I mean, they'd be working hard for those 21 bowl game mm-hmm. bowl practices. Mm-hmm. So, I, man, that's the matchup I want. That's one of the matchups I would want. That's probably better than my 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 thought. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> there are no wrong answers, Chuck. <laughs> Just really odd ones. Well, I mean, I, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the I'm here for the oddballness of things. Again, gave you. Finally, I finally got you to laugh. Took me till 7.39 this morning. Um, <laughs> thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double uh, for that. Um, it's just, I think I heard you guys talking about this the other day, and I completely agreed. It's just fun to be kind of yes. talking about the Bulls, you know, right? Yeah. Th- this one, and I don't, I don't believe this would happen, uh, has uh, Tech facing Kentucky in the Liberty Bowl. That's the first time I've seen that. I just, I just don't see a bowl like the Liberty Bowl or even going with the same team two years in a row, unless they were just absolutely forced I, to. I wouldn't guess they would either. Yeah. You know, uh, and this one is from uh, Sports fan, Illustrated. Fully well knowing that the that the fan base of whatever school that was would be saying to themselves that we just went there last year yeah. so they, they would have to assume they're going to get less fans to show up here you go this <laughs> this from the eighth morning center chat line i think you have to be a certain age group to understand purdue it made sense to me that and florida state oh florida state definitely made sense <laughs> yeah. i thought that was a fun one yeah yeah <laughs> certain <laughs> age group okay welcome to my age group <laughs> your morning blend of sports k-state is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Black Friday, which seems to have lost its luster. I think in uh, in the scheme of things, so if you are uh, out black firing it today and uh, want to hit us up on the Eighth Flooring Center chat line, you can, or the Benchmark Hotline eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three is the number. We come to you from the First United Bank Studio. I'm Chuck Hines with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. It's nice to have you with us this morning on the morning drive. So I'm I'm kind of thinking about these. Um, these big 12 games today and you know the not just today but also tomorrow there's one game today and then the rest of them are tomorrow and and the importance thereof and I guess the the biggest thing to me that stands out is you have an opportunity to for Texas Tech do something you've not done beaten Texas and Oklahoma at home in the same year and that's saying something that is I think getting above 500 for the first time since 2009 in big, in big 12 play. In Big 12 play. Yep. It's is saying a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, considering everything that you've had and 
everything that's gone on, you know, over the last, you know, 13, 14 years, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and then, you know, just the fact that, you know, you close out your season with a good taste in your mouth and head, in, head into the offseason from a, a recruiting momentum standpoint. And I, I really thought that last week um, you wanted to be there more than Iowa State. At least that was my perception in watching the game. Okay? Just in terms of how you handled the cold, how you handled your business, how you handled whether it's just the general adversity of the game, uh, your your approach. I mean, I can't sit here and say that I, you know, talked to the Iowa State people because I didn't or that I went in-depth with the with the um, the tech side. I, I mean, I went to a couple press conferences and and I saw that kind of stuff. But I mean, I just, just in watching the game and watching their body language on the sideline, it just seemed to me that Tech wanted to be there more than Iowa State and embraced it and embraced it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I don't, I don't really, I don't think that I took that away from the game. I, I just thought you, you outplayed them and you made mm-hmm. some plays when, when you needed to. But um, okay. I mean that's that. I would definitely say our guys didn't look like they didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So Which, that's you know, positive. And it looked like they weren't, you know, bothered by the cold or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just like I said, it just well, both teams had the chance to get themselves to closer to bowl eligibility or actually bowl eligible. Right. And so they both had something to play for. Obviously, it was a little bit more difficult for Iowa State. Yeah. So I I don't know. I guess I just looked at it from the from the standpoint that I just felt like. I've, I just felt like that you handled it, that Texas Tech handled it better than than Iowa State, and you know they win the ball game fourteen to ten. It's not like you beat beat them down, but I mean you were able to persevere and uh, get a big touchdown at the end and get some, you know, get some goal line stops and mm-hmm. you know force a couple missed field goals, <laughs> get get fortunate there, right, mm-hmm. or at least one. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I just kind of look at it from from the uh, from the from that standpoint that. Today, today with Baylor, Texas, and then also tomorrow with all the games that that are taking place, there are some teams that have a chance to put themselves in a better bowl spot, mm-hmm. and then there are some teams that still have a chance to to play for something really special, like yeah. Texas uh, and K State, uh, and and for TCU, I mean the one thing that they can't afford to do is look past Iowa State, and they're going to play a really really tough uh, defensive team, as we know, it's been well documented. But you know, Iowa State's go down, got to go down to Fort Worth and uh, play a team that basically is playing for their playoff life. Because I think we all know that TCU is going to have to win out in order to be amongst the Final Four. Right, right. How how does Texas? Okay, Texas has to uh, get the win, and then they would. Kansas State has to lose, and then they would win virtue of the the head-to-head win yes. over K-State. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's, so that's what happens. has yes. to happen for the Longhorns. Yes. Which is not, like, the craziest thing ever. I mean, the Kansas-Kansas State game, and it's a rivalry game. Uh, I mean, it's not um, a rivalry in, in the past where we've seen, you know, the craziness of the team that's way worse coming back to win or whatever. But, I mean, when you have an offense like Kansas has, I mean – to me, that's one of the things that usually happens when there's a big upset, right? Mm-hmm. When when you have a, a really good offense that can 
you know, just have one of those days. And that Kansas offense has plenty of weapons, so maybe it's one of those days, and maybe maybe K State is is overlooking uh, the Jayhawks a little bit. So maybe that game has the potential to be better than what we think. The uh, ESPN matchup predictor for that game eighty five point four for K State. What's the uh, line? Do you know? Uh, the line? Yes, I do. No, I what would that guess, is? I would guess about K State's favored by twelve. Okay, I was going to go nine and a half. Okay. My guess. I mean, and you know, we. <laughs> I'd love to sit here and tell you that there's that it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry only because the two schools are in the same state. If you look at if you right. if you if I you covered it. up the resumes and you'd look at what's gone on over the last twenty something years, I mean, K State's owned them. Yeah. No, I get it. They've it, it just absolutely it. owned them. So. <clears throat> um. We'll see. Uh, KU is six and five. K State's eight and three. It's a seven o'clock kick uh, tomorrow night in Manhattan. What do you think of, of Baylor and Texas today? I mean, Texas has everything to play for. Baylor's playing for essentially a better bowl game. You know, I've said all season long that these each and every Saturday these been these great matchups in the Big Twelve. That's been a lot of fun. I honestly feel like this is maybe like the worst week in a long time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And the Baylor, Texas one to me, I mean, obviously besides the Red Raiders is the most entertaining. That's the one that I think has the the chance to be the the best game. And that's a, an 11 o'clock game today, not, not on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that could be a good one. Um, I, I, I think I favor the Longhorns to win, but I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Baylor pull off an upset. What, I know I'm, I'm not going to say the word root or pull for, but would you rather see Texas win than Baylor win this game? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I'd rather Baylor win. Baylor win. Okay. No. Jeff, Baylor? 100%. 100%. ABT football. Okay. Anybody but Texas. Okay. All right. If you have an opinion on that, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t com for that. Uh, by the way, uh, our friend, uh, the fire sprinkler guy says 100% no snow. That was his prediction from an hour ago. That's disappointing. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.